Reconstructionist Radio presents The War Room, where we discuss tactics for strategic Christian living. Are you interested in Christian education? Would you like to learn how to be a Christian teacher or how to run your very own Christian school with success? The GCS Apprenticeship Program can help. Learn more on our website at gcsapprenticeship.com. All right, so greetings. I hope everybody had a wonderful, safe New Year celebration, safe holiday and all of that. Joe Salant, War Room. Boots on the ground. We have a really cool treat for y'all today. War Room, once again, Joe Salant, Boots on the Ground. Really, really, really special treat for y'all today. Joining me to talk about his new Idol Smashing album is recon rap artist Jovan McKenzie, and he is going to be joining me from Florida, and we're going to bring him on uh, on the live audience uh, here very shortly. And it is—it's just such a—it's such a blessing to uh, kick off 2017 this way because the the musicians, the artists, are are, are the ones in the in the Old Testament that went out first. Judah, the tribe of praise, and this man has music that demolishes the idols uh, in the stronghold of the pagan state. This man talks about justice, issues of righteousness and justice. Oh, goodness, yeah, 2018. Thanks, Patty. Of course, I'd be the first one to do that. Joe Salon, War Room Boots on the Ground, 2018 kickoff with my man, Jovan McKenzie, who is going to be joining us here on the live audience and it's fitting that the musician goes first because the musician is the one uh, who God sends out first. The uh, the tribe of praise, the tribe of Judah. And this man has some fire music to break down the idols of the humanistic state. And uh, as soon as Joe Vaughn shows up here um, on the live audience, I'll be able to draft him in. Let's see here. Live viewers not seeing him yet. Uh, okay, there we go. There we go. My man, Jovan McKenzie, is now in the pool, so I'll be able to select him in. You know, what's so cool about this is music is such a powerful tool to bring the gospel of the kingdom of God into conflict with the idols of the age, with the God of humanism. And this man talks about, in his music, the foundations of God's throne, righteousness and justice applied to setting the captives free applied to delivering man from the dominion of man. And he does so in a way that is completely covenantal and it is post-millennial and it talks about the victory of God. It doesn't appeal to the state to fix these issues. It appeals to God to fix this, to fix these issues. It's the true appeal to heaven. 
Um, and so I'm really, really pumped. I've been listening to this man's album on repeat. Uh, the album uh, is called Crooked Ten, and we're going to be including a link for it right here on the War Room and on Reconstructionist Radio in the comments section. And we're also going to be updating the status at the end of this interview with the link for it. And before I even bring this man on, I want to encourage you, I want to implore you, go buy this album. Support Reconstructionists who are bringing the gospel of King Jesus to the gates and tearing down the idols of the humanistic state. This is an album that is very, very important to get into the hands of the rising generation, especially those in the hip-hop community, but it's not relegated to just the hip-hop community, of course. Support this album, whether you like rap music or not, Buy this album. This is good seed for your soil. And even if, you, even if you don't like rap music, you will. You will like this because this is talent. Not only is this man on message with the gospel of the kingdom, not only is he educated in his theology to bring the gospel to bear in these areas of life that he talks about, um, but he also is very, very talented. And one of the things with Christian music is often it's just not very, very good. Like we appreciate the heart behind it. We appreciate the effort, buddy. But the music itself kind of sucks. In this case, this music right here is fire. It's something that, oh, you have to repeat over and over and over again. So my man, Jovan McKenzie, once again, is going to be joining us on the war room, boots on the ground with your boy, Joe Salon. The 2018 Facebook Live kickoff interview. If you are a recon or an abolitionist, this is mandatory purchasing material. You must get Jovan McKenzie's album support because the ministry industrial complex will black this album out. And we need to support getting the truth, the true truth, not a little bit of the truth, but the true truth out there. So I'm going to go ahead and bring my man Jovan McKenzie on the split screen and we're just so blessed to be able to have this brother come on today once again war room boots on the ground our guest is rising uh warrior joe von mckenzie what's up my brother how you doing welcome to the war room man Uh, yeah, yeah, I can hear you very well. I can hear you very well. Mike sounds nice. Everything's beautiful, man. So, so how was your new year, brother? Um, just another day, man. Just grateful for another year. Awesome, awesome, sweet. So, look, man. Uh, give introduce the war room audience to Jovan McKenzie. Who who are you, bro? G give us a brief testimony. How did how did Christ save you, and and how'd you become a recon, and what's up with the music stuff, man? Gangsters, 
um, womenizers, all that type of stuff. So the people I was hanging around, those were who I emulated. And uh, so in 2006, man, um, the Lord was really tugging on my heart, and I ended up becoming a Christian. And uh, that's when I found one of the brothers around here, or he actually found me because I was doing, I was putting out music. It was kind of more positive at the time when I became a Christian. And he actually heard some of my stuff and was like, man, you know, you're a Christian. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just kind of new to this area. And he kind of discipled me or whatnot. And then ever since then, um, I had been rocking with the Lord. And then what happened was in 2000, I, at that time, I was in like mainly like Word of Faith. So I would watch a lot of TVN. Um, and I think for about six months straight, because I was just, you know, you know how it is, man, you're a new believer, you're just wanting to um, soak up whatever you can, you know, you're, you're motivated, you're on fire, so I'm just like, man, give me Benny in, give me John Hay, give me, give me <laughs> Kenneth Copeland, whatever, just give it to me, and uh, by the grace of God, in 2008, I began to see that a lot of that stuff was, was not biblical, and uh, I started to become reformed. Uh, and fast forward now, uh, it's almost like the, the same thing. Where I've, I've started to see that everything within the so-called reformed or the so-called even Calvinistic, uh, there's different views on certain things. And so even that, I kind of had to step back from and say, okay, well, just because it's Christ doesn't mean that everything is in line. Doesn't mean that every doctrine is of Christ or every every view is of Christ. And so, yeah, man, just been on a journey, man, just trying to grow. And if you've seen that in my in my new album, Crooked Sin. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, exactly. And what I mean, what you said was so important just now. Um, you know, the Reformed faith today is, you know, it, it, like Bojar Marinoff has an article out. And we always link to it from Christendom Restored that says uh, reformed isn't about tulip. It's about city on a hill. And the reformed community really isn't concerned with establishing the foundations of God's throne. We're supposed to have in the reformed community uh, the wholesome theology. But mostly we're, we're still you know having conferences about stuff that's been settled years back. And we just have this ministry industrial complex that empowers the pastors, you know, when the church leaders and elders to basically have a risk free, you know, little kingdom where they don't have to challenge the idols that are confronting image bearers and are slaughtering image bearers and are keeping image bearers enslaved today. They can just have their little tulip conferences and rule over you. And that's the kind of stuff I'm seeing you reject. I'm seeing you reject church tyrants. A lot of your stuff online, you say, I'm not on the plantation anymore and some of your music and stuff like that. A lot of that's not just reject, not, not just talking about the secular tyrants, but it's talking about tyrants in the church, isn't it?
you know, or tyranny in the home, you know, but once you start bringing up about some of these pastors being tyrants and having the same mindset as somebody in government or as a cop who wants to, you know, just dictate a situation, you know, you have a lot of uh, elders who have that same mentality where it's like, you know, it's not the church of Christ, it's their church, the church of Fred or whatever the name may be. Uh, and so, yeah, because I speak out against that, you know, I do say, hey, I'm not on the plantation. I'm not somebody that you can manipulate with scripture or that you can try to, you know, uh, because you're going to church over here that I have to be over here or whatever. You know, I just try to I just try to go as God leads me and not just follow because this is a popular trend or now the big trend is statism. You know, um, if you know, if, if you know, just basically go with what government says, you know, um, and, and so when, when you have somebody speaking out against that. You have a lot of churches because most of these churches, let's be honest, they're 501c3, you know. Um, and so a lot of these churches are in actually, they're in bed with the government. So when you start speaking out against cops, they're like, wait a minute, my church is full of cops. Yep. My church is full of uh, lawyers and judges and all kind of people who are not administering the law as Christ would want. They're administering the law as Satan would want. And so by calling these things out, you do get a lot of, you know, you get a negative reception. So that that is that is definitely where I'm at, though, is with trying to speak the truth and love and to let people know, like, no, I'm not on your plantation. I'm not your slave. And I will speak my mind freely as I see fit by the grace of God. So. Amen. Amen. That's that's fire. And, and if y'all look, we haven't even begun to speak about the music yet. And if y'all are listening to this now, you're understanding why I'm saying it is mandatory. Get this man's message out defy the church i mean this this is this is just straight up and down these ecclesiastical tyrants like joe von says man they're a lot of them are creatures of the state and they're happy in their little 501c3 ghettos where they can just rule over you but they don't want the burden of having to be real elders establishing justice at the gates talking about lawlessness enforcement i mean how can you really be an elder of the church of god and 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 give and and give your give the thumbs up to proactive law, law enforcement of the pagan state driving around kidnapping people oppressing uh, 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 people of color especially and these are the same image bearers who were supposedly emancipated from slavery this is the largest block in our population that suffer from the abortion genocide and and yet. We expect reformed brothers to just kind of go along with whatever it is just because you got your tulips straight and because you have your elder board. Jovan is smashing that idol. And that's why we need to get behind this brother. He's part of the 300. He's part of that recon abolitionist mindset that is just not compromising and taking the acts of the gospel to the root of this thing. Pastor Jason Garwood with the fire sign. What's up, brother? From, uh, from Virginia. Uh, they're doing so. They're doing a great work in Cross and Crown. Jovan, are you familiar with uh, Pastor Garwood and Cross and Crown over there in uh, in Virginia? A little bit. Yes, I am um, familiar with him. Um, I also see Travaris, Timothy, uh, Ricky, Michael Weller, and Ricky Rodan. Shout out to all of them as well. Yeah, good brothers. Yeah. Yeah, Travaris has some so, fire. Yeah. Got some fire on American uh, on American vision. Absolutely. Yeah. What were you What were you saying, brother? I don't want to commandeer your interview. Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I had to fix that. 
hear me good? Okay. Yes, sir. All I was going to say is um, one of the things that you were saying, too, you were talking about statism and when it comes to the reconstructionists or, or not reconstructionists, when it comes to even people who claim to be reformed, we don't even have to talk about outside of that camp, but even those who claim to be reformed, you know, when you look in the Bible and you see Paul, Paul was very skilled, not only in the law of God, but he also understood Roman law. You know, when they when they locked him up and they whipped him and it was unlawful, even under Rome's law to, to strike a Roman citizen. Right. Well, what I'm finding out is that a lot of Christians, even a lot of reform people, when it comes to actual law in America, they have no clue what they're talking about um, when it comes to God's law and how law should actually be. They have no clue what they're talking about. So the same people that reject, quote unquote, theonomy and say, well, um, you know, I don't believe in that theonomy. We should follow the laws of the land, etc. They don't even understand actually how the laws of the land are. You know, they've never read the Constitution. If you ask them how many hours have they spent studying just the laws of the land, they'll tell you none. But these are the same people that will want to argue with you. Like I've had conversations with lawyers that would blow the minds of the average Christian because they don't study. And wow. so that's one of the biggest problems is not only that people not rejecting God's law or saying, well, I'm a Christian, but I reject I reject any type of theonomy or any type of general equity that applies today. But they also are statists who are fighting for the laws of the land, but they're not even fighting for the laws of the land in reality because in reality they don't know what those laws are. They've never studied those. So when a cop comes and says, Simon says, touch your toes, they say, oh, fuck. Because, you know, I've been taught all my life when you see a cop, you touch your toes. Yeah. You go actually look, the law says, and the law makes it, if you touch your toes, it's a violation of section, you know, whatever. And then they're mind blown, like, oh my God, and this is the type of sheeple mentality that you see in the church. And it's one way that it's so easy to become statists is because, you know, we look in the Bible, we see the Koreans, they were more noble than the Thessalonians. Why? Because they studied. They didn't say, well, Paul brought this man back from the dead, so whatever he says is law. They knew that, no, God's word is law, so we need to go back and study. Even if it is somebody as credible as Paul, let's make sure what he's saying is true. You don't have Christians that do that today. You have Christians that, well, this is my following over here. We're all millennial, we're all pre-mill, pre-millennial, or whatever, and we just follow because that's what we were taught to do. We were, we, we've been taught our whole life in the public school system that this is law, when this that you were taught may not actually be law. So these, I think, are just educating oneself when it comes to law and God's law particularly, because that's the most important thing. That's what matters of all. That's the standard. That is the most important thing that we should have and that we don't have in the American church today. Not enough of. I mean, listening, listening to this rising artist talk, Jovan McKenzie on the war room with Joe Salant, boots on the ground. I mean, this content that he's giving y'all right now is all in the music. It's all in the music. This is exactly where he's coming from. This is the full orb gospel worldview. He has a new album out crooked 10, which you must support. We're going to have it in the status section and in the comment section and on the reconstructionist radio main page. Why did you name your album crooked 10 brother? Thank you. 
added more. But even beyond that, even to go deeper, you see when it comes to the law of God, you see that there are 10 commandments, right? And so those commandments are to be a reflection of the character of God. And so what we wanted to do was we wanted to put out music that shows the reflection, that reflects and displays the character, not necessarily of God, even though that would be in there, but more so the depravity of man. So it goes on in life, in society, from the perspective of a black man. Mm. And so when you're dealing in the hood, when you're living in the hood, when you're living in the city, or just any just anybody living in their city, you see the crime that goes on, but not just the crime that goes on like the thieves, the drug dealer, but you see the crime of the cops. You see the you see the injustice from police, you see the war on drugs, you see mass incarceration, you see all these type of things that are evil that God disapproves of. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to highlight that and say, look, you know, um, dealing with everything that is crooked, that is anti-God, that is totally against the law of God, is antithetical to the law of God. And so we wanted to make an album that, and, and, and not only an album, because actually media company is crooked in as well, and we want to not, okay, like if you look at a, a, a book with Noah's Flood, right, Noah's Ark, and you see a little rainbow with kids playing jump rope, right? That's not accurate. It was a slaughter. A lot of people died. But when you see those, when you see those pictures, they discredit what actually happened because it's not real. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a whitewashing or it's, it's, a, it's a Christianized, uh, Western Christianized version of what really happened because we don't want to get too graphic because we don't want to offend people and we don't want to make people think a certain way. And so what we wanted to do with Cricket Ten Media is basically say, look, if we're dealing with uh, corruption from a law standpoint or from the interstate standpoint or whatever it may be, whether it's black crime, black crime, whether it is police on black crime, whether it's police on whatever type of crime, we did not want to sugarcoat that and make it like that Noah's Ark book to where you see it and you're like, oh, it's not really that bad. War is not that bad. You know, the war on drugs is not that bad. Like, no, it's very bad. And systemic systemic injustice is very bad. And so we wanted to pay that in a way to where whenever we put something out, we wanted to be graphic. And not so we can say, look, we made something graphic, but to, to tell a lot of stories. Because when you read the Bible, it's an honest story. It doesn't, it doesn't cover up people's sins. It doesn't cover up the sin of government. It doesn't cover up the sin of individuals like David or Samson or Abraham. Um, it's very honest. It's very be honest about it's very honest about the crucifixion of Christ. And so we're like, yo, we're telling these stories. If God did sugar cold and wash wheat, you know, when you read Hosea or whatever. So we just wanted to be honest about where we were coming from from an artistic standpoint. And and we didn't want the cookie cutter Christianity to necessarily influence that to be like, well I'm a Christian. Let me not really talk about this or you know, let me not really go as, as deep into this area. Let me not say it like this, because what if Christians are offended? And, you know, we, we're like, oh, enough of that. We want to be able to be free to do the art that God has called us to do, but do it in a way that's impactful and that's honest. Um, that's not just, uh, 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 you know, uh, like I said, graphic, just to say, or I can say we're graphic, but we want to do it in a way to where you still honor God, but also relate the culture as well. So that's what we try to do. Man, straight up. Awesome, awesome. Beautiful breakdown on that. Crooked 10 with uh, Joe Von McKenzie. And um, again, once this is mandatory listening, mandatory, not just listening, but, but get out there and support the album. I know how it is as an artist. Oftentimes, you know, it's easy to get a file off of somebody and everything like that. Buy the album, purchase the album, the whole thing. 
Um, and uh, also, Jovan, where, where can we go if we just wanted to support you directly, if we wanted to cut out the middleman, cut out maybe iTunes or whatever it is? Um, where could we, if somebody just wanted to purchase it directly from you, how would they do that? And would that be of help? Yeah, they can actually, uh, my PayPal. Yeah, go ahead. And would that be of help? Would yeah, that. My PayPal, uh, link that I you. Yeah. Yes, yes. How, how, how would you rather them purchase it? Uh, iTunes, they can go. Um, whatever it comes with. If they want to purchase it on iTunes, if they want to do it directly through me through PayPal, um, I have a PayPal link that, we, that, that I sent you. Um, yeah. yeah, whatever they want to do, man, it's, it's available anywhere online. They can listen to it on Spotify. They have Spotify account. Uh, they can go to Title. They can go to iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. Or, like I said, if you just want to get it directly from me, you can go to my PayPal. You can inbox me. Um, and they can get it that way, too. So there's plenty of ways they can get it if they like. Beautiful. Awesome. Awesome. Let's move it right along. Let's go to, um, let's talk about Blue Lights. That's my favorite track on the album, man. That, that track is just absolutely bananas. They're all great. But Blue Lights is just, it's, it's fantastic for me. And, and it, it hits home for me because, I mean, three things. The message is just incredible. Um, I mean, this is, this is a, a heartfelt personal message. Um, about the injustice of what I call uh, uh, humanistic lawlessness enforcement, a.k.a. the police, um, that must be abolished. This is the same idol. If you're talking about abolishing abortion, but then you're supporting the police, you are literally supporting the guards outside of Auschwitz. Straight up. That's what you're doing. Anybody that's an abolitionist understands that, really. I mean, or you should understand that. So it is a personal kind of testimony and cry against this injustice and justice is just i mean it's no big thing right jovan it's only the foundation of god's throne right righteousness and justice we can ignore that right um the the this is a this is a personal cry against this injustice and it is also an ethical judicial idol smash against the police. He, he breaks it down with education, with musical skill. And then the other thing about this track is it's kind of split into two, isn't it? Who's, whose idea was that? Was that Rico? Was that the producer? It's like you, this song is arranged into two parts. It's six minutes long. And it's like a show all in itself. Talk a little bit about Blue Lights. trying to do it it, it, uh, it deals with uh, police brutality it deals with the injustice that comes from government uh, and it also deals with on the second part it deals with the injustice that comes at the hands uh, of blacks for other blacks you know um, killing each other over doors um, you know I talk I talk a lot in the album about um, entrepreneurship and how you know the, the, the poison in our community with drugs, with heroin, with cocaine, with meth, with uh, all different types of drugs that we use to poison each other to make profit. And so the song is very balanced. Uh, a lot of people who are cop worshippers or who just grew up see, uh, seeing cops in a way and don't understand what exactly the standard for justice, they may take offense to the song. But the song, and it, it, it is so talented, it wasn't to be offensive, but, you know, uh, my producer Rico, we were like, hey, I wanted to do this track. He sent me the beat at the first part. He had the idea of adding a second part, uh, which, which is just basically more piano. There's no drums. And just really going in about the history of injustice. 
justice and how some stuff started. And a lot of people, maybe even some of you listening, may not even know, but the police state, as we know, it actually came out, it was birthed out of slavery. And so this is what I was talking about earlier when I said that people don't understand history and therefore they're doomed to repeat it. So the the, the, the police state now is not only is it not it's not only is it not constitutional, um, but more importantly, it's not a biblical concept. Um, a police state, a standing army, is not a political is not a, is not a uh, biblical uh, uh, standard. Um, it is not a biblical concept in the law of God. And so, you know, people being charged for crimes when there's no uh, uh, corpus delecti, which basically means interparty. Uh, when there is no corpus delecti, when there's no interparty, no, no, no person that has been either their property has been damaged, uh, their physical body has been damaged, or they've been killed, or or or, or beat up, or whatever, injured. Or if there's no fraud in contracts, then there is no crime. And the law of God basically works the same way. Unless there's a true injured party, there is no crime. And so what police want to do is they want to make up crime as they go. Just as when slavery ended, they had these, um, to boost the prison system, what they would do was, especially with blacks, is they would overcharge. You know, let's say if you were in the wrong side of town, you looked at a white lady, or if you had an apple, you stole an apple, and gave 10 years in prison, stole an apple, things like that. So what I want to do was take those concepts and put them in a the song. So I talk about being pulled over by an officer and, and the things that, you know, the fear of that, that that a black person goes through, or just anybody, it's not even just blacks these days. I mean, you've seen white people killed by cops, you've seen Latinos, stuff like that. So it's not just even blacks today, it's a lot of others. So just being pulled over as a citizen by an officer and them being afraid and having a gun is like, wait a minute, why are you afraid of me? You're the one with the gun, you're the one with the training. Why are you so afraid? You know, you signed up to this. I'm just trying to get groceries for my family, and you want to shoot me over a tail, you know, or for reaching for my registry or whatever it is, right? And so we wanted to we wanted to paint that on the song something that where if you just listen to the song, kind of take you on a journey, and say, look, we're not bashing cops, so we can say we're bashing cops. It's not it's not something we're trying to do because it's cool because there's nothing cool about it, but this is a reality, and this and thus it does happen far too often than not and so we wanted to be honest again going back to crooked 10 going back 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 to us being uh making faithful work and portraying it in such a way that it's honest um we didn't want to exaggerate at all so we wanted to say hey on blue lights what do you think you know maybe you're a, a male in the middle class a white male and you may see blue lights and think of that as you, you might feel safe you know you may feel um i'm relieved the police are here but even me even growing up, I've always, I've never really felt comfortable around police, and especially when I became an adult, I don't care if I got, if, if I'm broke down on the side of the road, if police show up, that's not a good thing for me. I always feel like, like my life is in danger, and so everybody may not be able to share that uh, same feeling, and that's fine. But I can speak for Tom McKenzie that when I see blue lights, it's never a good thing. If they're just pulling me over to say, "Hey, your tail light needs to get fixed." Maybe the nicest uh, gentleman that ever walked the earth. I don't feel safe when I see blue lights because I, I look at them as um, allies. I look at them as enemies. And all you have to do as, a, as an American, as somebody with common sense that the Lord gave us, is just ask yourself when you, when the cop deals with you, when they arrest you, whether it's your fault or not, when they tell you anything you say can and will be used, they never say it will be used for you, it's always against you. So he's right there. He's clearly telling you that he's your enemy. He's not there to serve you. He's there to protect and serve the state. And this is what so many Christians 
still don't understand when they, when they offer these cops and they say, oh, the cops are good guys. Wait a minute, they're not, not there to serve you. They're, they're, to, they're to serve the governor, the mayor, the state, the president. They're to serve everybody else in a high official capacity, but they're not there to serve the poor. They're not there to serve colored folks. They're not, not there to serve the average law abiding They're there to make an issue happen or to get some type of an arrest for the state, and that's how they lie for the family. And that's why I start off the song, you know, talking about uh, you'll, you'll lock us up to basically to provide for your family. You'll lock us up for something that's like a plant. You'll lock us up for a plant that God made. You will send me to jail for the rest of my life to buy your family. And mm-hmm. Straight up. And I mean, more than 90% of what the cops do is collect revenue for the pagan state. Everybody knows this. Even the conservatives today, the so-called conservatives that back police, that are just you know 100% thin blue line individuals backing lawlessness enforcement to the hill, supposedly Bible believing Christians. What do you, what do you think these folks would say? I mean, to like think about this. What, what, which one of the founders, even even the the anti guy, even the the statist founders that we have, the most statist founder that we have. I uh, think about maybe a, a um, uh, like, like okay, let's uh, George Washington. Let's take it to George Washington. This guy himself. Well, if you could go back in time and say, hey, listen, George, this is what's going to happen, man. Soon, what's going to what's going to be able to have is people in uniforms are going to be able to pull you over based on relativistic suspicion and demand they see what's in your car and demand your papers and be able to throw you in a cage, so on and so forth, based on just kind of an executive overreach of the state. What do you think these founders would have said? There's nothing even conservative about police, about the standing army of police. So and and Jovan is correct. Police were created in the South to chase slaves. That is the that is the root of police in the South. In the North, it was to collect money in the state of New York for Tammany Hall's crooked organization that he had going on, the politicians, Democrat politicians. So yet yeah, there is nothing biblical or even conservative about police, and yet we don't see the songs being made from our side on this. We see them all coming from uh, su- supposed social justice warriors. And a lot of these social justice warriors who are, you know, hip-hop artists, secular hip-hop artists that smash police, their solution is more government control and more power. They want the feds to step in and make things fair. Jovan is providing the solution according to the word of God. Is talking about the appeal to heaven. So never get that confused. And if you're not willing to step out there and smash the idols then that is going to be a huge problem for your credibility as a Christian when you talk about any injustice. And police is one of the huge ones. Don't get me wrong. Look, next, let's move along. Talk about um, uh, Christian Reconstruction or the full orb gospel as as the, the true message of justice and righteousness uh, for the impressed Im- oppressed image bearers of God, like in the hip-hop community, in the inner city, and stuff like that. Talk, talk about Christian Reconstruction as the real message of justice and righteousness. Right or whatever. Usually, we say that from a humanistic perspective. Like, 
you know, maybe in society it's not cool to wear your hair like X, Y, Z. You know, it might be a fashion uh, error that somebody may have, and they say that's wrong. Or, you know, it may be that a lot of parents today, based on postmodernism, um, don't don't uh, discipline their kids with the, with the other rod or something like that. Don't spank their kids, quote unquote. And people may say that's a good thing. Like we're progressive, and we're going as a society. But really, the Bible is always a standard. The law of God is the standard for righteousness in the land. So the reason that I know the war on drugs, for example, or mass incarceration is wrong is not simply because I can look in history and see the damage that's done. It's not even the fact of me looking at the motive of why they created the war on drugs. Even if they said, look, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to use these war on drugs to equally get white people in, it would still be wrong, it just wouldn't be racially wrong or it wouldn't be ethically wrong but it would still be morally wrong because the law of God, again, number one the law of God does not call for a, 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 a crime where there is no victim, so if somebody is in, it was in Israel in, that, in, in, in the old days and they were smoking a glue stick right, uh, or they wanted to drink gasoline there, you wouldn't have a bunch of law enforcement running their house trying to kill them to prevent them from shooting people in their family or having somebody in the family to get the gasoline can out of his hand. You know, if you're insuring yourself, that's your foolishness. You know, you want to you get high off mushrooms and whatever you want to do, that's your business. But when you're affecting other people, if you're trying to poison somebody else and take somebody else's life, or if you're trying to injure somebody else or steal their property or damage their property, that is when an actual crime is committed. So, Destruction basically just deals with the law of God and the fact that, you know, these things, you know, when you look at the police force, people say, well, it needs to be reformed. It needs to be, uh, 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 it needs to be uh, changed. No, it needs to be abolished because the whole root of it is injustice. And no matter what you do with police, they try to make it better. This is why people don't understand. You vote a Republican, it doesn't change. You vote a Democrat, it doesn't change. Then you go back to a Republican, then you try this. Well, maybe if we give police uh, body cams, maybe it'll change. When it gets, it gets worse, see more shootings uh, on our black men. And, and, and recently we saw on our white men be gunned down in a hotel. No charge about this. So people are so, in, so immorally inept, or morally inept that they can watch murder on on camera and not say that's murder. There has to be somebody, you know, somebody could run up on me and kill me in cold blood and it's it, it not bad. It's like people lose confidence. All of a sudden, there's, there's all kinds of excuses. You know, we need to see a, a, a titanic link film to know if that officer is murder or not, right? So uh, uh, the law of God basically eliminates the excuses and makes it very plain on this is right, this is wrong. So we see Paul in Romans 13, he says, you know, he talks about the law of God when he talks about what, what, what the government is supposed to do, that they're not ever to good works, but to evil. His evil is not defined by what Rome calls evil. His evil is defined by what God has said, right? And so me having vitamins for my family, whether they're or not, is not something that I need to be locked up for or shot for or judged as some evil doer because the state says evil. Because the state says a lot of people, um, they, they say a lot of things are good that are not like homosexual union, homosexual two men claiming to be married. They say that's a thing. The law of God says that's a terrible thing. And, and not only that, the law of God says it doesn't even exist because marriage is a man woman. So it's not over to be married, but because the government says 
people in society think it's right because the government says it. So it's basically going back to the general equity of the law, basically taking the principles of the Old Testament and applying them to the um, And knowing that I'm talking about the Levitical priesthood, I'm not talking about uh, the ceremonial laws, but I'm talking about the old judicially, how God would have things judged. Like if a, if a man rapes a woman, he should be put to death, not given five years of jail, not given three months of probation, right? Because that is an image bearer who's violated. And so to really punish and deal with rape, the reason there is so much rape and so much immorality is because the government does not rule out of the law of God. And so you have Christians today who think that the law is, or that government is more gracious than God. Like, oh man, you rape a woman. That's gracious that he just gave you put to death. No, there's nothing graceful about it. The grace would have been for him to be put to death so that each other would is not the rape. And there's no chance for him to get out and rape anybody else because he's put to death, right? And so these are certain things that should be implemented today. You you wanna you wanna rape a child, molest a child, you should be taken off this earth, right? A father should not be tempted with I wanna break into the to the jail and kill this guy who violated my two-year-old. She'll never be the same again. He should be put to death. But instead, to make tax to, to steal tax dollars and, and and it's all a business, that's all it is. Gonna keep this man alive, even if you put somebody on the road, why does it take 20 years? It's not because of the air, it's not because of justice, it's because they're making money for 20 years and then they end up killing you. $300 a day, man. On and on. Yep, yeah, yeah, exactly. So basically, it's all business, that's all it is. But yeah, going back to the law, I, that is the standard for why anything is right. Uh, right to defend myself, absolutely. Whether the government says you can have guns or not. I have inherent right from God to be armed, whether it's a gun, if I want to have a grenade in my home, if I want to have a sword to protect myself, I go out and to commit crimes, to to put fear in other people. But if I want to have a weapon to protect my family, I have every right. I don't need permission from the state because I already have permission from God. Yeah. If I want to tell people about Yahshua, about Jesus, I have every right. I don't need license from the government. Why? Because I've already been given permission from God. And so these are the things that we have to understand is, who do rights come from? Do they come from Congress? Do our rights come from the forefathers? Do they come from your local government or your national government? Or are something that cannot be given by man? It's something that only God can give. And if it's something that only God can give, it is something that only God can take away. And so those are, those are my thoughts as far as that. Oh, I mean, outstanding. Look, Jovan McKenzie joining us in the war room to talk about his album, Crooked Ten. And as you can see, as you can hear, this man is educated. He understands the law of God. He is coming from a covenantal perspective. He thinks and judges good and evil on all things. And it shows up in his music. I, I can't count on one hand the... Uh, if I was going to give you like a top five artists, any genre, any genre um, that understand the ethical judicial principles of scripture and can apply them to every single area of life. I couldn't count on my hand five artists that can do this. And we have one right here that has joined us in the war room today that is strategically placed, bringing this form of uh, re uh, bringing this form of uh, uh, a Christian reconstruction to the hip hop world. Now it is so needed in the in the hip hop community in the hip hop world because oftentimes 
secular artists come are the only ones talking about issues when it comes to prison, the prison industrial complex, the police, immigration, whatever the case may be. It's the secular artists that have the voice on this, and the Christian artists won't touch it with a 10-foot pole. And when they do, they say things that are either like the secular artists or just like the statists. And so here we have a man who is stepping up with not just the right message, but it is good. There is real, real, real talent behind it. It is craftsmanship. The production is fire. Do get Joe Von McKenzie's Crooked 10 album, and we're going to have the link for that in the status once again, and also in the comment section. As we're winding this thing down, Joe Von, uh, we have about five more minutes left here. Um, Real quick, give us give us a book that you're uh, reading or listening to right now. Uh, give us a reading list. Um, you're you're a, you're a smart guy. You're read up. Um, what can, what can somebody list? Are you listening to uh, you you uh, you reading any of that? A problem of slavery in Christian America by Joel McDermott. What 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 would be, what would be your recommendation for us? Yeah, that's actually the first book I would recommend. I'm actually reading that currently myself. I, I actually uh, purchased the book the day it came out. Um, so that I have that on PDF. I have a lot of books on PDF. Um, I'm reading um, uh, um, what's the other book called? A Rich Dad Poor Dad. I think it's Robert Kawasaki. Um, dealing with um, marketing, um, dealing with business, a business of the 21st century. So I'm reading some business books. Uh, the Joe McDermott, like you said, problem with America's slavery. What is it called? The problem. Problem of slavery in Christian America. AmericanVision.org. Like that. The problem with slavery in America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those are those are some yeah. of the books that I'm currently um, I'm reading right now, and uh, those have definitely been a blessing to me from business side and also just from a history side. There's certain things that Joel pointed out that I didn't even know in all my studies. So you know, just, just yeah, man, just uh, a blessing. I, and I, not only that, I, I read basically all the articles from American Vision. So anything they post, I basically read. So that's those are some of my uh, readings that I do day to day. So yeah, so get up on the AmericanVision.org articles. AmericanVision.org. There you will find uh, uh, not only Dr. Joel McDermott. Uh, but plenty of guest authors, including Traveris Tut, uh, John Andrew Reisner, and there's a there's a there's a we can go down the line. A uh, Pastor Jason Garwood just had a fire uh, article up there against uh, church tyrants and church tyranny. Um, look, Jovan, we really appreciate you joining us today. Uh, you've given us a lot to think about. You've given us a lot of hope, man. You're, I mean, War Room Boots on the Ground is about the soldiers on the front line bringing the acts of the gospel of the kingdom of God into conflict with the evil of the age. And you have a well-rounded axe, man. You can talk about how to apply the word of God to injustice on many different areas, on many different topics, and it comes right through on your music, the article, the, the album Crooked Ten. We are just so, so, so blessed that you would stop by for us. Here is what we're going to do. Let's get a closing exhortation. Talk to us. Tell us what to do, Jovan. What what does the war room uh, uh, need to do? What is on what is on your heart? What is the spirit giving you to say? And then I'm going to field some questions from the uh, from the Facebook Live audience. If y'all have questions for Jovan, get them ready right now. Uh, and the time's running out, so get those questions ready fast. Go ahead, Jovan. You have the floor. Systemic injustice, and we talked about 
Appreciate it, Jovan. That's uh, that's powerful, man. Um, I mean, just that's that's that. I mean, I mean, straight up. Look, um, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I keep on I keep on going back to it. You know, the solutions that are offered by the other artists that you hear on issues like this are all solutions that just give more power to the same problem. This artist that we're speaking to right now speaks from the heart of God, from the mind of God, from the law of God. From a covenantal framework, ethical, judicial artist that is bringing this truth to to the rising generation and communities that many of us are just not not equipped to reach. And 
it is imperative that you go out and support this album, no matter what your opinion is on on rap music or whatever. Get out there, get Jovan McKenzie's Crooked Ten. Share this interview, Jovan McKenzie's Crooked Ten. We're going to be sharing those links here in the status and also on the uh, in the comment section and also on Reconstructionist Radio. I'll be sharing it from Joe Salant from my from my personal page as well. Uh, if we don't have any questions right here, I know the sound hasn't been the best on this. Jovan, I'm going to talk to you about that off um, off record. I, I, I think the tech team can rescue this for the podcast, but I don't want people to, to I don't want this interview to get lost in lack of uh, in lack of sound quality because that was powerful, my brother. Power, power, power goes. This interview just went right along. With, with that fire that you put down for us on Crooked Ten. Jovan, thank you for standing for righteousness and justice. Thank you for not bowing the knee to the idols of the right and for the left. Thank you for not taking the cheese, my brother. Thank you for being a warrior out there in the trenches for King Jesus. God bless you and your family, and thank you so much for showing up on the war room and blessing us today, brother. We really, really appreciate you. We love you, fam. Absolute. God bless, man. Bye. Thank you for joining us in the war room. Please enjoy the nation's rage, Psalm 2, by my soul among lions. Why do the nations rage? Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.